0: Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast, where we take on the real-life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird, along with speaker, Christian life coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Welcome back. Once again, hey, it's Mark Byrd, and I am in the studio once again live with Shannon Meyer. Shannon, I'm so happy that you're in the studio with me today again.
1: Hey, Mark. It's really good to be with you and all of our audience. And today, I just love our topic. And for those of you who are growing weary... We are almost mid-year, and I know in the last couple years, there's just been a lot that's happened, hasn't there, Mark?
0: Oh my, yes.
1: And today's topic is, are you tired of being sick and tired? (laughs) Yeah. We're sick and tired of being sick and tired. I know for many of us, um, we're just weary. We are a weary world right now. Um, I think we're gaining some steam, and COVID seems to be on the back burner, and you know, there's always going to be war and rumors of war, but I think we also have to be reassured and find ourselves a place of refreshment. Um, and I think the verse that I know I cling to when I am at my worst or when I'm most weary is in Matthew 11:28, 28. And so familiar to so many of us, it says, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. It's there that I think, wow, God, I I would, I, I come to you, but how do I truly, truly find rest? As women, I can speak for myself and mothers, it's hard to find pure rest because There's always something to do. There's always somebody to take care of. There's laundry to do and yard work and groceries and for men as well. You guys have work to do and things to figure out in our families and take care of us. And so no one is one or the other. I just know for a woman, it seems like the moms are probably all out there shaking their heads going, yes, when do we ever sleep? My mom (laughs) used to be, I guess I'll sleep when I get to heaven. (laughs) But... I know a lot of us are tired and some of us are just sickly um, because we're so exhausted. Some of us just get so tired of being sick and tired. So Mark, let's talk about that today. To the person who is just overwhelmed with exhaustion, to the person who is overwhelmed with poor health, to the person who's just like, God, I don't know. I don't know if I can keep going like this because I just feel like I can't keep going.
0: Well, first of all, Shannon, my initial response is that we understand. Because, Shannon, we go through trying times like this ourselves. And why not? How in the world do you think we came up with the, the podcast title right. right, of this episode? But, you know, I'm taking uh, over to Ephesians chapter 4. And there's some truths in here. And I'm going to take just a minute to unpack this, even though it's a, a, it's a fairly short little passage of Scripture. But there's some really important truths, I think, that we need to look at as we unpack the answer to this. And this is in, uh, as I mentioned, Ephesians 4, starting in verse 25. Therefore, put away lying. Okay, so that's what we're trying to do initially, Shannon, is we're not trying to lie about it, right? The Mm -hmm. season is tough, right? It has been a trying and a troubling season. Mm -hmm. So it says, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. It just speaks to being family. And, and, you know, it's talking about putting trust in each other and being able to speak the truth. Here's what I want to focus on. Verse 26, Shannon, be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Nor, here's the next piece in verse 27, nor give place to the devil.
1: That's so good, Mark. And, you know, I've heard that preached so many times, but never thought about the falsehood speaking um, falsely about where you're at. And I know there's this magic word that when someone says, how you doing? They're right. Like, I'm fine.
0: I'm- <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: I am totally lying to probably 98% of the time that I answer that. I'm fine because... We go through things. And and I don't want to be one of those people who's just a big whiner. And, you know, when you call them on the phone or you talk to them and they're like, oh, man, they give you the litany.
0: Right. Oh, woe is me.
1: Woe is me. I'm not saying that. So I don't want to be that person. But there are times, and and I like that you brought that verse out, that we just have to speak truth. Um, I'm in a small group now where we're just really focusing on each other and um, our truths of where we're at. And one of those parts is just being vulnerable but also being authentic um, of where we're at. And so I think that's probably the first place to start when you're weary, tired, exhausted. It's just one, crying out to God and telling him where you're at. Because I don't know about you, Mark, but sometimes we get caught up in this perfection of Christianity that we're so holy we can't, we can't feel like we're sick, we're tired, right. we're exhausted. I don't have anything else to give. Like heaven forbid we raise the white flag and say, I just can't do this anymore. And I think there's a falsehood in the Christian world that we must, if, if our faith is strong enough, if we've prayed enough, if we fasted enough, if we read enough scripture, all should be well. Right. And I think that's a lie of the enemy that you just stay on that wheel and you keep going and don't you dare say anything's wrong because then that would be truth and then people could come around you. That's right. People could start praying for you. And so he wants us to continue that lie. So I'm, I'm so glad you brought that verse out. Um, in Ephesians
0: 4 verse 25. So Shannon, I want to add to that just real quickly out of John chapter 4 because I think these two are tied together and I want to ask it maybe in the form of a question even to you Shannon. uh, Verse 23 of John 4 says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. So what is Jesus meaning when he talks about worshiping in spirit? That makes sense. But in truth, Shannon, what does that mean?
1: It, sorry, Mark. Yeah, it definitely. I, it just it hits me right between the eyes. Is God is looking for the worshipers who's going to be real.
0: That's right. He
1: doesn't want to be lied to. And I know if my kids are struggling, and I know they're struggling, but they're like, "I'm fine, Mom."
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: like, no, you're not, and they're like, "Yes, I am," and I can tell they don't want to talk about it for the lack of they're they're about to sure. explode in tears. Yes um but like i think for many of us we are just one poke away from letting the dam open up that's it <laughs> floodgate of emotions because man if 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 we're poked or rubbed up against it's just going to come out and i think after the last 2 years we've had everybody's just on edge everybody's yeah. to the point and you can see that in our society with the rioting and the fighting and the people you know suicides and cutting and drinking or as you know, pills are on an all time high. How do we, how do we cope? And I think one of the things, exactly what you're just saying here is we're not being truthful. Right. But I love what you bring out is this is who the father is seeking. He wants the truthful worshiper. Who's going to say, Lord, I can't take it anymore. And we see David do that throughout the Psalms.
0: Well, that's where I was going, Shannon. Honestly, if I ask you the question, if you think about maybe the greatest worshiper of all time, you know, Shannon, where does your mind go? David. And my brain goes right to David as well. And so when we say that, Shannon, when we both answer that way, what are we saying? Well, how did David worship then that makes us say that?
1: That's so good. And I think it's where he cries out, he cries out. He laughs. He sings. He dances. But he's truthful. Yes. He's where he is. And he kind of scolds God when he's angry. And it's like, where are you? Where You're supposed to be here for me. But then he also worships him and loves him. And I think that's true in any relationship. You are only going to be as connected with somebody as you can be emotionally out of truth you know you you'll have surface relationships and and you know when you say hi how are you oh everything's fine we're good yep and and you know those relationships aren't deep you right. just do i you know the people you can share your heart with um and those are the people you'll go deep with but for the most part i think when we aren't truthful those are going to be your most shallow most shallow relationships, which is really sad um, because God does not want us to have that shallow relationship. He wants to be a deep, intimate relationship. I think of him saying, you know, the church is his bride and think about the bridegroom and the bride being intimate, literally on their wedding night. Do you think they're not going to be together and, and embracing and just, you know, the deepest part of them connected? And God is like, I want that with you. But when we're like, God, I'm fine. I'm super Christian. I'm good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which I, I can speak to the choir and for him to reveal himself. He's like, no, I, I want to take that. And I think that's what he's saying. And Matthew, come to me. Come here. Come here. Like a little kid. Come over here and let me fix you. Let me help you where you hurt.
0: Shannon, I'm also taken to the book of James, chapter 5. And verse 16, I think, speaks to this reality. And this goes back to something you said earlier, Shannon. I don't even think you were necessarily directing us there. But it took me to that in, in praying for one another. And this verse says in James five sixteen, Therefore confess your sins, in some translations it says faults, right? To each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person, or in the NIV it says the prayer of a righteous person is both powerful and effective. So why do we have to be truthful, Shannon? Why do we have to say, if we're not feeling it, then we should say, I'm not feeling it?
1: Well, I think it um, then exempts us from being healed Mm. in one thing. I mean, we also know the verse about um, bringing things to the light also like it takes the power of satan off of whatever he's holding in the dark and i think it's there where we are truthful where we confess Whether that be our sin whether that be our hardship whether that be man i am struggling today i love that you've paralleled this verse and no i wasn't thinking about it but it goes perfectly that when you confess your sins to each other and pray for one another that you may be healed and that prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So I have to think, you know, when you're tired and worn out, the last thing you have is any source of power. Right. You know, you're exhausted. It's kind of like a gas tank when you're sputtering along. There's no power for that engine. There's there's not much torque left. You know, you know you're about to run out of gas. Um, and it's there that I think, When we don't pray, when we don't confess to the Lord how we're really feeling, we eliminate ourselves from receiving that power. And it's there, that power, that dunamis power um, that we read about in Timothy that says you were not given that spirit of timidity, um, but of, of power and of sound mind. In that sound mind, I think also when we are tired, we are robbed of a sound mind. I think I've taught this before about HALT. H-A-L-T means when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Don't make any decisions. Don't do anything radical. Um, That's where the enemy has his best way with you, so to speak. That's where you're most vulnerable. And that HALT acronym is just to just, just stop, just lay down. And I think that's where God is saying when you are angry, when you are hungry, when you are lonely and tired, that is the time to run to the arms of Jesus. That we lay out in the open, I think, for the enemy to circle us, like in First Peter five eight, where it says, "Your enemy, the devil, is roaming around seeking who right. we can devour." Yes, we have to be mindful that when we're tired, when we're hurt, when we're angry, when we're depressed, that is the time that the enemy will pounce and can do the most damage. So. I, I often teach, get into the inner circle. Don't be on the outside of the fray because that's where he'll he'll get you every single time.
0: In fact, I think that's a lot of times where he's trying to get us to. He's trying to drive us to the fray because the you've heard the analogy before, the little cliche saying, divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how the enemy works. One thing I want to share, go to Shannon right now, Uh, To kind of tie these three scriptures together that I shared earlier, and I want to go to 1 John chapter 1. And it says in verse 8 that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now, the next verse is something that's quoted fairly often. And it says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay, you may or may not have heard that before. It's a fairly commonly quoted scripture, but it's interesting in context, like I, do, I love to do. And it's like what you said, Shannon. Well, if you just say, hey, I'm fine, and you're not, you're kind of a liar, right? It's, it's right. a lie, right? Is it a white lie? Is it a black lie? I don't know, but it is a lie. The truth's not in us. But I'm tying that together with this whole notion of confession. And it's not that I have to go into a box to confess to somebody, but Shannon, I can come and confess to you, Because what you're going to do is you're going to pray for me. And the Bible says that that effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person will allow me to be healed.
1: I think that's really good. And something I've learned this year with um, some of my own counseling I'm going through is that um, I was going through a really, really tough situation. And my girls are never okay when I'm not okay. Right. (laughs) You know, our kids need to know their mom and dad are okay. Um, But it was there that my counselor said to me, it's okay that you're not okay, Shannon. And I said, but with my girls, they're not okay that mama's not okay. Wow. And she said, they're going to have to be okay with you not being okay. And it's there that um, I was holding in stuff that I needed to confess exactly what you're saying so they could understand where I was at. And once I did that, there was that freedom then to speak, and to talk through those things that were troubling me. And it, it just opened up, you know, just an even deeper part of our relationship. But as long as we perceive that everything's okay, and, you know, I'm not going to say, I mean, there, there's definitely times you got to be wise to your counsel. Um, I know there's people who tell everybody everything and that's like
0: <laughs> right that's not, there is a balance there
1: is a there is a balance and you know jesus had his his circle and then he had his inner circle and then he had the father um and i think what's good like in our small group is you know under 10 i th- there's 10 of us um and jesus kind of set the model even for his small group with 12 um, because I think much more than that, you can't really be that intimate. And then you, 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 I know Mark have your, your guys, your small circle of people. And I have my small circle of girls. And then at the end of the day, when it's just you and the Lord, I think that's exactly where Jesus was. He went away. He went away to the mountain. He got in a boat. He went to the other side. The point is, is whether it's with your 10 or 12 or three or your one, if it's just with Jesus, it's, you know, your heavenly father. Be honest. Be honest and confess, I am tired. I am exhausted. I need you, Lord. And I think that then starts the healing power um, that you were talking about a little bit ago, just to be honest. And then that's where the healing can begin.
0: Yeah, Shannon, I'm going to quote a scripture right now that, again, may be fairly common. Maybe you've heard this before. And when I just say simply bear one another's burdens. Probably remember reading that or hearing right. that before, but you know, I'm a guy of context. And w- when you talk about, and we do this often every week, Shannon, talk about getting in the word, right? right. So getting in and understanding what is, what is behind that, uh, bear one another's burdens. It says then, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Mm. Well, what is the law of Christ? You know, maybe you've not thought about that before. I will tell you, kind of sneak peek, and you can dig into this on your own, but the law of Christ is love. Right. But it's interesting to me, Shannon, in verse one, because this is in Galatians 6. If you go back to the very beginning of this chapter, it says, brethren, if any is overtaken in a trespass or in a mm-hmm. fault or in a sin. Again, it's in the same context, Shannon. It says, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness or meekness in some translations, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted and bear one another's burdens. You see what I'm saying? When you tie that together and you look at it, it's like... This is a precedent set forth over and over in the scriptures. And what it's saying, when you do this, you're fulfilling the law of Christ. Well, if you're a disciple, a follower of Christ, Shannon, do we not want to fulfill the law of Christ? We do. And the way to do that is to bear one another's burdens and to love people through things. Listen, Shannon, it's going to end up being us at some point.
1: It sure is. And I think if you continue on um, where, where, where you just read in Galatians six, one and two go into verse three. It says, if anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Amen.
0: <laughs> Same things James said,
1: right? Exactly. And it's, so we believe that, oh, I'm okay. You're deceiving yourself. It said each one should test their own actions. And I think so many times I've read this scripture, um, in the context of, of sinning and things, but do we Do we ever think that when we lie to ourselves, when we lie to others, and even to the Lord, we're still sinning. Lying is still a sin. said each should test their own actions. They can take pride. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Meaning, as you continue to learn what God is showing you, in your heart being honest with yourself, then you can go and tell other people how to do this. But listen, if you're prideful and you don't share that and you continue to keep up the facade and the lie, you just are going to continue in sinning. And, and there, then nobody is going to be, they're not going to look at you as a Christ follower in the sense that I can trust them. I, I love when I can, I love real people and I love to follow good speakers and I man, you give me a story where somebody has dug themselves out of a ditch right. or the Lord has brought them from, you know, a terrible place and made them into new. That's the person I'll listen to every time. Right
0: on me too. Yeah,
1: and if you're if you've been handed a silver platter or you per- pretend everything's okay and you have no problems and you're perfect and I, I just can't connect with you because I'm a prob- a person that has problems. Amen. <laughs> so I need to I need to see somebody else that's gone on before me that has gotten real with the Lord. And I think that's what's great about uh, David. I think also Job. I love, I oh, love yeah. Job's heart. Man, he's had everything come against him. His family's gone. His livelihood is gone. There is nothing left of him but ash heap that he is sitting in. And he's like, why did you even make the day I was born? And I've had those moments where I'm like, God, what what in the world were you thinking? Is this what you brought me to, this pinnacle of an ash heap? But it's also there that that's when Job gets real. But God also gets real back with Job and is saying, Job, listen, I have your days planned. I created all these things and I'm the one who will continue on in your life. And we just get so prideful in ourselves. But I think that's also where we grow the most weary as well, too, because we work so hard to keep on that false pretense. I know with young girls that I work with. In, in the rate of suicide and attempts in suicide is because they look at Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or whatever they're on and they see this image they cannot uphold. Right. And they have lied to themselves. The world's lied to them first. Then they've bought into the lie that the enemy says, you have to look like this or you are nothing. And then they begin to believe the lie instead of that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that the Lord knitted me in my mother's womb. That's right, Shannon. And so when you come to terms with you know, God's got a great plan for my life. He's He's created me with whether that's red hair and freckles or dark hair and green eyes, whatever that looks like. You're tall, you're short, you're skinny, you're heavier. I don't know. But God has that plan. He had you for a purpose for such a time as this. And I think it's there where we follow the lies of the enemy that the world is presenting. Then then there, it, you just live a lie and then you become so exhausted because you can't keep up. It's fake. It's like, what you see on there is just absolute Barbie dolls and, and something that's plastic that comes out of a factory. And God said, no, no, I made you out of clay. That's I made good. you in my image. God is not wanting to have robots. He doesn't want something coming off of the factory line. He's like, no, I intricately made you. But I think that's where we are tiring in this generation, that we have to keep up the status quo of what we see on the media. And and it's, it's a... Inachievable so there is the exhaustion when you work 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 to get something But you never can ever tangibly touch it then you just fall over from exhaustion So then you're like why even try and then it's like the enemy has you hook line and sinker and he's like Yeah, I've come to kill steal and destroy every part of your life So just take yourself out and with a cancel and delete culture. He then has perf he has made this perfect storm for people to believe the lie that they are nothing. And yep, you're tired, so just go ahead and close your eyes and take yourself out.
0: I love it, Shannon. It's like being on a hamster wheel. The enemy just keeps it spinning, doesn't he? And and it's what you're describing, as I was hearing it, is just that. I just saw this hamster wheel, Mm -hmm. and we just keep running. We just keep Mm -hmm. going. We just keep moving, and we're just going in circles.
1: It's like the rock air that you say, you know, you may be moving. You may be rocking your rocking chair, but you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. And so you can exhaust yourself by that hamster wheel, that rocker. I have shared where I had this vision. God gave me one time about like being a a fair and, um, like the carny puts you on one of those um, rides that just spins and, He pushes fast and walks over and he's smoking a cigarette off to the side. Like lets you go and you're vomiting and throwing up and going, stop, stop. It's like, I don't know, this is funny. I guess this is mine and God's sense of humor. But it's like, he's just sitting there. The enemy's sitting there going, yep, just keep going. Just keep going. But the sad part is so many times, and I want somebody to get this. And this is to my Christian brothers and sisters who are just like me. It's not the carny pushing a button. It's you. Wow. It's you and me in our spiritual walk, doing ministry, um, trying to do the the Christian life well. And I commend all of us because I think our hearts are right to do that. But there is a time for rest. And um, that's something God is teaching me in self-care and soul care. He went away and took care of himself just to be with the Father. But think about this, and we'll end with this. If God took a day of rest after he created everything, why in the world do we not think we need to rest?
0: That is so good, Shannon. I have to share as we close here, and I'm going to call this a rubber meets the road. Okay. Many times as I'm out in the communities sharing the gospel like I do, Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, the opening line that I use, how can I pray for you today? And it's the things that scare me the most, Shannon, are when the people go, no, I'm okay. And it's the same exact thing we're talking about, What we tell the greeters at church, hey, I'm fine. I'm okay. And that grips my heart, Shannon. I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, because I I will stop and say, many times I'll say, so everything in your life is perfect? And they'll go, yeah, (laughs) pretty much. And I go, you know what? I don't either. believe you. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, I know. And we put on our christian smile and say, blessed and highly favored right. while we're dying inside. But yes. I just think Mark and I want to encourage you today to be truthful. Be truthful to someone you can trust. I want to say that first and foremost. You know, Maybe you have a small group. Maybe you have a pastor friend or maybe a mentor, a, a lady or a sister in Christ. Um, Guys, your brotherhood. Find somebody that you can just sit down. Um, and I've done that recently and as hard as it is to be vulnerable and to be transparent like that and just, you know, cry a blue river, I will say there is healing in that. And I believe our tears, um, definitely cleanse the soul. And, um, you know, if Jesus had to go away, it's okay that we go away and just rest for a while. You know, I think of Elijah and I know we, we need to close, but Elijah after killing all the Baal prophets, he went and just sat under a broom tree and he wanted to take his life after he just had this stellar, you know, ministry win, let's say, just his pinnacle of his ministry within, within 24 hours, he just wants to go and lay under a tree and die. And I I just want to encourage somebody don't get to that point because I know, especially through ministry, Mark, I know you can attest to this that when you do have a big win, The enemy is right there on your hands to to just bring you down. I have that after conferences and our battle readies. And any kind of a win for the kingdom, he's right there. But usually there comes some exhaustion with that and tiredness. So be careful. Stay rested. It is okay to take a nap like Elijah did. And you can also have the cake (laughs) because it was there (laughs) that the angels came and ministered to him. Right. And I think that might be the first sighting of angel food cake. But it's there that you can too climb under a tree, rest, just climb into the arms of Jesus, as Matthew 11 says. He's, he's bidding us to him. He's saying, come here, just like the good father would. Just come here, sit on my lap, and just rest today.
0: Thanks, folks, for listening and tuning in today. And be sure to join us again next week with another exciting episode of Journey Living.